Hello everyone, welcome to Animator's Breakfast, which is a podcast where we talk about inspiration with different people in the animation industry. And today, after months of trying <laughs> and almost succeeding to get him in the studio, I finally have Sean Mullen with me here. Well, I've you? been avoiding you. <laughs> yes, there's no broken leg there You just all. wouldn't leave me alone. Yes, yeah. this is how you win at life, kids. Pester. That's it. Pester. Persistence. Yes, until you get what you want. Sean, you have a very distinguished career in animation, according to your IMDb. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up artist on the line thing, yeah. apparently. Yes. There's two of me. Just so you all know, there's two Sean Mullins. two. One of us is real. <laughs> not you. Yeah, it's no, not me. You're just taking I'm credit for all this. I'm a faker. Yes. Um, what I have found out that you worked on uh, through my brief research. <laughs> no, I've watched a lot of giant animation. Um, Sean, by the way, with Ben Harper and Alex Sherwood, are the creative force behind Giant Animation Studio, which work here in Dublin. Yep. Um, previously just did The Overcoat. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, how did you find that? That, that was, was a co-production, wasn't it? That was. It was a co-production with an Estonian company called A-Film Estonia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a tough, tough project. It kind of had a history before it came to us. Mm. I think it was with a couple of other studios first and they couldn't finish it for, for whatever reason. So yeah. the, the project kind of landed on our lap. And uh, mm-hmm. it had Killian Murphy and Alfred Molina already attached and oh, cool, Hugh O'Connor, yeah. the writer and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. so it had a lot of things going for it already and it was just kind of this uh, eccentric kind of take on mm. this classic Russian story. Mm. And uh, it just seemed like a cool project. So we, we just said, yeah, we'd love to give it a go. Yeah, and you gave it a go. Or? We gave it a go. And, and finished and, uh, it. <laughs> that's it, and I aged 40 years in, in, in one year. <laughs> and broke your leg and everything. Yeah, it was unusual because the project actually... Uh, Half the film was actually already finished by the time it came to us, the 2D stuff. So the Estonia yeah, company yeah. made the yeah. all the beautiful 2D animation. But when the script came to us, I was like, oh, I have all these ideas. And there's probably like 10 times as many characters as we can afford and stuff. Yeah. But we had to kind of, as a group, kind of problem solve how we yeah. make that practical and so on. But it, it was a really interesting project. Learned a, a billion things. So, uh, One thing cool. I've certainly learned from working in the industry is I'd say 80% of your job is troubleshooting. Oh, and yeah. Just trying to oh, fix yeah. issues. Help. Fix yeah. this. <laughs> what is going on here That's and how it. do we have it? how do Pretty we fix much, it yeah. we have it done oh no it's deleted itself let's we always joke in the studio yeah. and it's like do all your directing up front it's like you, you know the script's written you do the animatic and then it's just trying to make it not shit <laughs> <laughs> it's just like putting out fires for most of the production <laughs> Which is, you know, unfortunately true. Yeah, it is sadly true. People don't get that. They no, think it's no. a wonderful creative That's process, it. a wonderful drawings. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's no, like, no. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. no. It's <laughs> like, what's today's crisis? Oh, cool. <laughs> also, you uh, worked on Geist, which is one of my favorites. Yes, we um, way back when we actually started the studio, yeah. one of the principles we started the studio on was that we wanted to kind of push animation a bit more. And cool, yeah. Animation is typically associated with children and kind of mm-hmm. more preschool audience and so on and so forth and that's great but we kind of wanted to push animation as more of a medium instead of a genre and love it. not yeah. necessarily make stuff just for adults but show that you can do anything with yeah, yeah. Uh, animation and um, that's kind of where Geist came from we had this idea to just tell a simple ghost story and be like hey you know you can tell any yeah. type of story so Alex came up with this idea about a, a lonely fisherman on an mm-hmm. island and we kind of brainstormed it pitched to the film board and they were they thought it was great so it looked beautiful and thank I'm you not, I'm not just saying that like I genuinely I remember I watched it and it's rare that it happens but I was like okay wow oh, thank you like, thank you very oh much it's great to hear people say that we we, we, we jokingly kind of call ourselves like live action filmmakers in that sense mm. and that we we try not to make a, a separation between you know yeah that's how you make animation that's how you make live action it's like it's all film so but you, you do work primarily in CG we do yeah Primarily, yeah. Alex comes from a 2D background as well, yeah. so we have that kind of strength in the creative kind of 
you know, yeah. uh, senior uh, management, but um, yeah, primarily CG. You did you did a lot of two D as well, didn't you? Uh, at the start, bits and bobs, bits yeah. and bobs. Um, still primarily CG. Um, but yeah, little bits of two D. It's tough. It's just tough. 2D or CG. 2D is just a little bit more grueling, I think. Yeah. Alex disagrees. Alex thinks CG is the one that's kind of more of a mess. (laughs) 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 That's where we meet in the middle. Yes. And and that's why you've decided to do CG. (laughs) I'm like, it's just easier. It's just easier. I actually think that there's no easier or harder, you know. Mm. You know, style of anime. Yeah. I think they all have the pros and cons. They all have their yeah. different looks and feels, and it's just whatever's right for your project. I think. I think we do mm. CG because probably we, as individuals, started out as more CG artists yeah. and uh, training in Ballyferma College, and we took on a lot of advertising work in the beginning, and yes, a lot of, of that course. was you know commission based on CG. So, yeah. so we just kind of grew as a CG studio. Oh, it could have easily have been a two D studio if that's maybe where our strengths lay, and so on. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And speaking of two D, that's actually what we're here to talk yeah. about today. So Sean has picked the most heartbreaking and difficult. <laughs> I was hoping someone would pick something by Isaratakata at some stage because when it comes personally for me, I've never seen someone interrogate the medium of animation yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. And each film that he makes, it's always completely different in a sense. They yeah. don't always land well. Sure. You know. But they are powerhouses of thinking about how animation should be. Definitely. Uh, so tell us what you picked there. So I've picked Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> so Takahata. As a and tear uh, rolls down yeah. his face. Yeah. And then it's just one of those films, I think, uh, you know, I think of anyone who's, who's mm. watched it usually say two things, that it's great yeah. and that it's sad. And yeah. and they're not wrong. It's, no. <laughs> it's an amazing film and it's incredibly heart stab poignant yeah. in its uh, in its emotion and how it conveys its themes and stuff so uh, and it's a film as well that's not just great but I think it's a film that has significance for me and when I watched yeah. it and where I was in life and the decisions I'd made and it kind of helped me make some decisions about Back where I wanted to go post-war Japan pretty much yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course um, so there's, there's so much to talk about I did want to talk about The Iron Giant but you know, bloody Aiden <laughs> in Aiden bloody got there. Aiden yeah. but uh, yeah I think this film is just uh, I'll never forget the first time I yeah. Watch that. I don't think anyone does. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And uh, it's such a simple film. It's so, there's not a lot going on. It doesn't no. have these plot twists. There's no crazy mm. character arcs. It's this snapshot of uh, World War Two Japan uh, under siege, mm. you know, fr- from, uh, you know, the American bombs. And that's so why there's just brother and sister yeah. who, uh, through these kind of you know, shitty events, are orphaned and left to fend for themselves. Yeah. In this kind of brutal, unforgiving era, which is a product of you know war, yeah, and uh, and literally what follows is probably ninety minutes of the most harrowing, uh, yeah, and elegant you know just mm. emotion that I've ever seen on film, yeah, and and I think harrowing is such a good term. Like when you said that, I was like, oh god, I relived all those moments. Yeah. It is so harrowing. And it, it is so difficult, and it's not. It's not cheap emotion. It's no. it, it really works for it, and half the emotion I think just comes from how beautiful the film is made, yeah. the, like the writing, the 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 animation itself, like the, the acting of the characters, yeah. the nuance. Uh, the, the drawings aren't realistic, but you mm. you believe that they're real people, and and probably the most harrowing thing I think when the film is finished, yeah, and all said and done, you you know that the story was real, that yeah. that this happened. Yeah, and it's just one story in a billion. You know, there's so many stories like this about how people have been affected by war yeah. and uh, how it dehumanizes society, and yeah. people just get they fall through the cracks. And, and also, it just 
I'm trying to keep it together here. It is so... God, I, I, I held off the longest time watching it. Because oh, yeah. I was just like, I'm not ready to jump in here again. I can read about it and I can relive it. Yeah. But sitting down and watching it again is... It's a difficult task for anyone, I think. It's tough. Yeah. And I mean, and that probably leads me on to my next point, which is the first time I watched it. Yeah. I was in Ballyfermot in animation college. Mm. I think I was 18. And, you know, you're prescribed this list of films. I've watched yeah. all the classics, you yeah, know, blah, course, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And uh, I got through them all. And then I left this one till the end because everyone was like, oh, it's this harrowing war story. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to watch. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> when am I going to be in the mood to watch this? So, <laughs> so I remember, uh, I think it was a Sunday. And it was like, I can't remember what time of year, but it was, it was a Sunday afternoon yeah. and uh, the weather was crap and uh, there was nothing on TV. And I... I think I'd finished my college work and I was like, oh, I should just watch that film now. Yeah. Just get it over with. Yeah. And uh, I was in my parents' house, lived at home at the time. I went to the spare room, put it in the DVD and just sat mm. there and just watched it. And I just was lost yeah. in this film. Yeah. I actually like, shook when it was over. I just kind of was like, wow. Yeah. I was a mess. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> and at the time, the reason the film is so significant, I think at the time... Uh, you know, you're studying animation. I was trying to figure out, you know, if this is what I wanted to do with the rest yeah. of my life. And animation is tough. You know, there's it's very challenging, it very time consuming. You need a lot of commitment. Mm. And uh, I was unsure whether that was for me or not. I, yeah. I loved it, but I was like, is this how I want to, you know, yeah, yeah. spend the rest of my life? And I think I had reservations about animation as like this medium and the way it was perceived as being for children. And mm-hmm. I think I loved drawing and I loved storytelling and filmmaking yes, yeah. and, and I thought animation was the way for me to combine that but then in some ways I was worried that going down the animation route I'd be limited in the types of to- stories I could tell yeah, and, yeah. and then this film for me like just it just kind of transcended animation it just yeah. worked on so many levels and I think for me it was the first time I went you know animation is, is not the genre it's this medium mm-hmm. it can do any genre it's, yeah. it's an incredible tool to tell any type of story and I think that made me kind of go you know what this is for me and uh, and the, just the power of that film made me go, no, I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. Um, so that's why it has kind of some significance for me as well. It's also an incredibly harrowing film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, the emotion is, as I said, it's it's not it's not cheap. It's mm. not like this, you know. It, when you watch it again, it's it's so carefully like lays down its cards, its mm-hmm. hand, and from the opening, it foreshadows like a lot of the ending. So it's kind of saying, yeah. look, this is where you're going. Uh, we're not going to pull any punches. We're just going to show you mm-hmm. this series of events through these characters' eyes who are full of innocence. And yeah. It's just... Do you know, I'm, I'm going to say spoilers here. I, I usually... You can't y- not y- say yeah, spoilers. Of course, but if if you haven't seen it, I would suggest watching it. Bring some tissues. You're going to yeah. cry, bring definitely. Bring a box of tissues. Bring, <laughs> bring boxes. Go down to Kleenex.com, yeah. you know, order online. They sponsored the film. <laughs> <laughs> On every subsequent viewing. Um... And just then come back and and now you can understand what we're talking about. But the oh, I think one of the opening lines of the film is it's just like it's a date of on the night of September twenty first, nineteen forty five. I died. Yeah. And and then it's just like oh, sh- it oh just shit, sets the tone. Yeah. You're just like you're straight there. You just you sit up and you're just like oh oh god. Like the first line of the film, yeah. and there's these guys going around because he's just sitting in a train station, Sita. Yeah. And there's these guys going around, oh, here's another one, glaze over eyes. He's just, he's dead, like he's gone. There's no saving him. And all around the room is just corpses of young people 
Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Right, this is the opening about. of a this is the an animated op- film. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like which was doubled with my neighbor Totoro yeah. <laughs> in Japan. <Jeez. laughs> Imagine going to see that double oh feature. God. It'd be powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you like go see this lovely wonderful film about childhood innocence and yeah. and then you see, you know, my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> and then you see Grave of Fireflies yeah, yeah. and you're just blowing it open because you can't escape the fact that he's dead at the end. Oh yeah. This film is about death and all that you're going to witness is the steps toward that point. And like you said about directing, it's just making sure you don't fuck (laughs) Pretty much. Writing it. And that's where I think Takahata really excels, is because he can sit down and dissect the, you know, real emotions to get to that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And not just put something in for cheap. You've seen his other films. Yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah. So things like Only Yesterday, Something like that, when it deals with real emotion, you genuinely feel it. Yeah. Um, and whereas with Grave of Fireflies, it's not like they push it in your face, like you're saying. It's just you are living their experience. Yeah. It has this, it's like an, I don't know how you call it, like a naturalistic stylization mm. where, mm-hmm. and so if you want to talk about the, the actual animation itself mm. and the drawings, you know, mm-hmm. it has that kind of look of... Uh, Ghibli at the time, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but the drawings don't call attention to themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the emotion comes from beneath the drawings, which I think is something he says all the time of his own work. Where it's not about the actual drawings themselves; yeah. it's, they're not striving for realistic drawings. Yeah, they're yeah. striving for like an emotion and like an interpretation of a feeling, and that's projected through these drawings. And yeah. I think that's a great way of kind of you know describing the film. There's so many uh, like. Uh, excellently observed nuance to like mm. the acting mm-hmm. to Satsuko the little girl yeah. who just I mean half the film is just her being a little girl yeah. in this horrible horrible time and the way she scratches her head and throws her arms around somebody it's just it bowls you over when you combine that with what they're going through yeah. and it's that whole thing of the juxtaposition of the, the innocence and the beauty uh, beside the war you know and uh, this brutal unforgiving time and mm. it just it just makes everything kind of uh I don't know, like exaggerated or uh, more effective in how it communicates. I definitely think it's a really good point about juxtaposition because I'm, I was reading an interview with Takahata and the, the author of the book, Akiyuki Nosaka, I think it is, and he's basically saying that they just were trying to make their own little heaven in, in this yeah. hell, basically, yeah, because they just run away. And, and and as well, actually, as well, an interview I was reading with Takahata was the same one where he said what attracted him to the story was the fact that he was so sure that back in the day, Japanese kids were very stoic and enduring and that they just taken on the chin. Whereas with, with Sita, when he is scolded by his aunt, he runs away with her. Yeah. And and just like he, he runs away. He he just gets out of there. He doesn't stand and take it. He doesn't endure. He escapes and then sets up their life in this old bomb shelter and mm. essentially kills them, yeah. you know? It's and that it's decision. That, yeah. And just the kind of things that they, I don't want to talk about going through things, <laughs> um, but just everything that he sets up to get to that stage and how they slowly degrade, like is something that the author thought you could only do true animation because you can't mm. actually starve kids yeah. while shooting a film yeah, you know, yeah. for live action and especially not back then you know you know Takahata he, in the film well he uh, 
I assume it's his decision because he was quite controlling. He made the outlines brown. Did you ever notice that? No. I never noticed it either. It's kind of like tinted brown a bit to kind of pull away from those harsh black lines. It's little small little details like that. that. It's cool, isn't it? He was very controlling, wasn't he? (laughs) He was. It's almost like a topic for another... Yeah, well, we can dive in. It's it's cast because I don't know loads about him, to be honest. Um, But when he passed away, was it last year? Last year. You had all these stories come... Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, an incredible person and genius. And then you had these other people saying, yeah. he was a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's very super controlling. Yeah, yeah. To the point where people, he was, you know, burning people out. And mm. his strive for perfection was his greatest yeah. strength and weakness. Yeah. And you hear about this a lot, you know, with people who are perfectionists, they kind of, they strive so much and they, yeah. but they, they burn people and they push people away. And yeah. it's like a, the ex- perfection comes at the expense of other people. And Would you say you're the kind of person? Probably am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, like, because I think uh, myself, Alex, and Ben, and, and Joint, in yeah. a lot of ways, yeah, we have that kind of strive for perfection. I mean, everyone does mm-hmm. in some way or form. Of course. I think you kind of look at someone like Takahata, though, and you go, all right, there's a point where. Yeah, it you know, gets really yeah, insane. It can't come at the expense of people, yeah. you know, uh, relationships. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting to, to look at a work like this by someone, and I think this is incredible film mm. absolutely incredible but someone like that who's spearheading it you know <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yeah as well and I think because even similar things happened to Miyazaki over the years where mm-hmm. I think it was during just as he was doing Princess Mononoke um, that one of the directors who he thought was going to take over Ghibli died of he oh, had like yeah, a yeah. brain aneurysm he had an aneurysm from stress basically because of how hard the guys were pushing the studio, which is horrible, you know? And I, I think I actually read an article where people were blaming Takahata for yeah. that. Was that the... Because I, I definitely read something where yeah. someone had openly said, he, it's your fault he died. Yeah. And he said, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even you like... Know. He wasn't like, um, nah, yeah. you were right. It was like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's how introspective he is. He's yeah. just like, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching a documentary on the making of The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Yeah. And I think even at that stage, Takahata had realized how much he pushes people. So he was so super chill about things, but it was bad because he was taking a very long time to do anything. And that pursuit of perfection was causing the producer to lose his mind because nothing was on schedule. Everything was over budget. And... He he had two weeks where they were trying to figure out how a knife enters a melon because he didn't like how it had happened in Grave of Fireflies. There's a scene where he finally gets a yeah, melon and yeah. opens it up. He doesn't like how the knife enters the melon. He, he's like, oh, it's too easy. It's like tofu. Should be a bit harder. And he had all these guys in the studio sitting around with knives, cutting into melons and recording the footage over and over again. Like that pursuit of perfection, yeah. which I get. And I love, but again, if it's at the cost of other people. It has to be a balance. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It has to be a balance. And I mean, I think any director, uh, I feel anyway, is only as good as the crew and yeah. the relationship they have with the mm. crew. And I think if, if it becomes a dictatorship, then I mean, mm. it's, it's, it 
you know, things get shit really fast. They do, yeah. And and those stories will always come out, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think that's something I'm, for, uh, you know, whenever I'm working with a team, like, I mean, animation is collaboration by mm. its very nature. So yeah. why would you want to pull away and just be like, oh, I'm the boss and do what I say and everyone stop what you're doing and do this and do that. Yeah. It's just like, we're all in this together. It's tough. That's all. You know? Yeah, win together. Yeah, exactly. Win, yeah. win. <laughs> so don't do it, Takahara. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be like him. But also be like him in how you interrogate the medium. Yeah. Because it is really strong. And what did he do before? Was that his first feature, Grave of Fireflies? I think. Um, oh, no, no. No, um, no, there was earlier stuff. Uh, um, Little Norse Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and also he'd done a lot of TV shows and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I did a video on Takahata a while ago. I remember when I was starting my animation project, He was his was the first video I always wanted to do. Because I was like, okay, I have this guy and I've researched him and how he approaches reality, like you're talking about, how he approaches it. I really want to write about it. So I sat down and wrote out my script and the research and it was shit. <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad. So I was like, okay, this can't be the first one. So I pushed it aside, made some other ones, and then I came back to the Takahata one. And I really reapproached it from the sense that if you are animating, especially his work, and we talk about this kind of pursuit of reality, mm-hmm. you know, whereas what you said there, um, it just kind of comes from this realistic emotion. It's mm-hmm. not the drawings you're ever trying to do that come from the reality. But if it's not there, people will pounce on it, mm-hmm. you know. So even if it's a scribble, but it's someone rolling down a window, how that kind of wrist locks around the thing mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. you know, how it moves in relation and the fact that that's even observed makes it more real. Yeah than someone just like a robotic arm doing it down. Um, And his pursuit of reality is really interesting. And especially with Grave of Fireflies, he was saying that it's very easy to animate broad emotions in animation Mm -hmm. because like, and that's why they have these these swings of wild emotion in anime all the time. Like it's just wild emotion after wild emotion. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's either, you know, if they're crying, it's so many <laughs> tears. It's, it's buckets and buckets. <laughs> if they're laughing, it's a huge hysterical mm-hmm. laugh because it's easy to exaggerate yeah. in animation by its very nature. So with, that's why I really love Grave of Fireflies because everything's so subtle. It's so restrained. Restrained yeah. is a great word. Yeah. yeah, And I think it wouldn't have worked if, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the sister dies and he's like well, you know it's yeah. more, it, it's, it's it, the good punch comes from the subtlety I think yeah. and, uh, and I was saying you know it's how like Satsuko there's a bit uh, there's a bit at the end I think because the whole half second half of the film he's he's leaving her behind to go and try yeah. and get food yeah. and, uh, and she's like okay and then eventually she's like oh I'm hungry and then yeah. eventually she gets to the point where she's starving to death yeah. But she doesn't. She just doesn't want him to go, and it's. And she. I think she just throws her arms around him. She's like, I know I'm. I know I'm starving, but I'd rather you stay. Yeah. That be alone and starve. You yeah. know. But it's the the nuance and how he he's observed. I think just not just the physical interaction, but the way yeah. she looks at him and the way she. It's just that subtlety is so powerful, yeah. and it wouldn't have worked. That yeah. scene wouldn't have worked the same if she had been like, ah, don't leave. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, you know. Yeah. And then shouting at her yeah. and goes through an array of emotions. Yeah. And I rewatched, you know, the film and the scene where she, she passes away. There's, if you look at actual, any kinetic movement, there's zero. It's mm, just like, wow. he comes back and he tries to give her some watermelon. And there's just this very simple scene where she and she's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And he walks out slowly and it's like, she never woke up. Yeah. And there's like five minutes of footage where nothing happens. Yeah. And you're just left 
reeling. And then it starts to show uh, some of the moments, you know, that she, yeah. you know, these little snapshots mm. of her, I think, and just being a little girl. Yeah. Uh, like memories, so to speak. And uh, and it's just these beautifully observed moments where she's wearing his larger shoes and she's like, ha, 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 you know, sitting on a swing. And it's just, and it's, it's just so powerful. Yeah. It's so tough. Yeah. And, and Takahata in his later films often would let people into that fantasy world that mm. they're living. You'd mm. see it emphasized mm. externally. Like in the tale of Princess Kaguya, when she runs away and she has this fantasy of running away, you see this wild sprint through a forest and the moon is going crazy and it's beautifully artistically done. It, it feels like everything is losing control. Whereas in this, just you're outside her world completely. Yeah. And you're just getting punched in the gut over and over. God, yeah. yeah. And you're just sitting there like. But, it's, but I, th- I think I wrote something down yeah. yesterday. It was like there's a perilousness, I think, to the characters. Mm. They, they, they're they literally perilous in this situation. Yeah. Yes, he makes the decision to go, you know, into the woods and try yeah. and set up a, a home and for them to be in the pens. But they're kind of, they're perilous in this situation in that, yeah. you know, there's a food crisis, there's zero food, there's, n- yeah. there's very little they can do about the situation. And in some ways, there's like a mirror there with the viewer. I think when you're watching it, it's oh, like wow. you yeah. feel that perilousness mm. as well because you can do nothing and you just have to watch this play yeah. out. And it's there's such a power there as well, I think, where you're literally just watching these things happen <laughs> and it's just like one thing, yeah. another thing, another thing. And they're just getting worse and worse and starving and starving and they can't do anything about it. But neither can you. No. And you just have to watch this happen. Yeah. And then it just... And then it's over, yeah. And then you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Without even realising yeah, yeah. it. But I thought that was really interesting when I watched it again. I was like, man, it's just like, you just have to sit there and watch it. That's a really good point. Though, and maybe it was because yeah. I rewatched it and I knew it was going to happen, yeah. but even still... It doesn't It doesn't change like, it. I wish I could, you know, I wish they could do something. And I was like, there's nothing they can do. And I know he even tries to like bullet point it where they're kind of at the end walking yeah. away or, or they're on the train and they're essentially ghosts, you yeah, know? Yeah. You're just like, they're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they, they went through horrible, harrowing things. Oh, yeah. And, and exactly like you said, you just kind of have to sit back and, yeah. and watch it. That's it. Yeah. And, and he says it at the start, he's going to die. Yeah. But you, you can't like, you're just like, oh, whatever, you know, maybe it'll change. Mm-mm. No. Do you, do you remember the first time you watched yeah. it? I was in Galway in college uh, as well, college. And I was going through the the kind of the whole Ghibli catalogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was also watching all the Disney stuff as well. And it was very late at night. <sighs> and I remember the apartment. It was my first year in college. <laughs> so fragile. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just sitting there. And I don't think I slept that night after watching it. Yep. And I remember the sun coming up and I was just sitting there like, Jesus Christ. And I said it to my friend, Dara, to watch it. And he watched it soon afterwards. And he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know? I think I had to go for a walk. Yeah. I think I, I think I sat in the room for about an hour and just thinking. And then I went for a walk just to try and Get clean out my of, brain. Yeah. <laughs> but what I did was I, I started recommending it to people, as yeah, you do. Of course, um, yeah. But I recommended it to my parents oh, and my dad. I got my dad to watch it. Wow. My dad is salt of the earth dub. He's, you know, I, I saw I, your dad uh, at oh, when yeah. you were playing the overcoat and you got up for your Q&A. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he goes to everything. That's amazing. And he heckles me. He's so supportive here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you know. What gave you the idea? Yeah. Oh, it's an adapted play. Yeah. <laughs> so he's born and reared in 
Ballyferman as dove as they call oh, him wow. in there. Yeah. Anytime I get him to watch a film, his reaction is usually bleeding stupid, you know. Really? Yeah. But I got him to watch this. He loves war films and anti war yeah. films and so on. And he actually was in the army for thirty years here. Wow. And he's retired now. But yeah. he watched this film with my mum and I I think it was a Wednesday night or something. Mm. And uh, I put the film on for them and I just said, I'm gonna turn off your phones, close the curtains, just do me a favour. It's only ninety minutes long. Just watch the film. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so I watched it and I, I checked in about 15 minutes in just to make sure they weren't yeah on their phones and they were just like yeah it's fine yeah, yeah. and I was like okay finished yeah. the film and uh, I went upstairs and I did my thing I came back and I knew the film was over and my dad was just st- tears wow. yeah. streaming down his face <laughs> my mother was inconsolable un- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and my dad turned to me and he was just trying to like fight through the, the actual tears and he said to me I can't believe a cartoon made me feel like this. Wow, yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was so incredible. I was like, you know, he he was he himself had said, you know, animation for children. Yeah. My son is just you know working in this children's industry. Yeah. And then he was like, wow. Yeah. He's like, I can see what this can do. Yeah. And that was kind of part of my realization as well. But for to hear him say that, yeah. someone who has you know very little interest in animation, you know, passing interest in film, to actually just say like. Wow, this film yeah. affected me on a fundamental level, and it's animated. You know, yeah. for me, it was like a naha moment. You're just like yeah. finally, yeah. And finally. I was like, "Man, what did you think?" She was. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, I'll ask you yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> you never asked it. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people have that kind of reaction. They're I just think with this one, yeah, zero expectation, and it mm-hmm. just bowls them over. Yeah, because it is very easy to dismiss it. Or oh, yeah, there is a there is a very classic formula in in storytelling when it comes to films like it's like the hero's journey essentially mm-hmm. you know um, and even with the orange eye when we were talking about Aiden um, he was saying like it's that kind of classic of like you know you are who you choose to be yeah. kind of story over yeah. and over and yeah. over yeah. again um, which is nice and, and wonderful and they do incredible things like obviously the orange sure. giant um, but this is not that no it's just again a snapshot of yeah. what actually happens it's like here's a story from this yeah. horrible time in human mm-hmm. history and it's probably just one story of yeah. millions. Millions, yeah. millions, millions. And it's like, it doesn't try to tell you that this is the most important story. Yeah. It's like, you just, it's almost like yeah. a passing, it's coincidental that you happen to see these mm. these two kids. Here you yeah. are. Here's, here we've picked two people out of this horrible time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, imagine what the, everyone else went through. Yeah. You know? and, and that's the real power of animation as well. And it is obviously a fundamental frustration for anyone who works in the industry. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's just for kids. Yeah, you're just like, oh. yeah. How has this I, not changed? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I know I'm biased in that sense, yeah. and I'm very conscious that I'm biased. And I'm like, I love animation. I love, course. you know, working yeah. in animation. I love animated films, but I do, I do still think that there's we haven't or we're nearly seeing, you know, uh, like animation reach the the masses. You know, um, yeah, if, if, if you look at the East, you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah you know, everyone watches animation yeah. uh, or in the west it's kind of it's generally more and I understand it you know mm. animation is expensive to make and then yes. people say well it has to be the broadest audience possible which means it's a family film course, yeah. you know and you, you see people making chances and making more uh, you know adult orientated mm-hmm. stuff like Waltz with Bashir and things yeah, like that beautiful film, powerful yeah. films yeah. I guess Air, we're at a point in, in our studio where we're looking to make feature films very soon we've yeah. got a couple of ideas and that we think have legs but uh, I think we want to try and pick one where we try and transcend that you know, mm, it's, tough. Oh, it's for children. Yeah. You know, the film obviously will have to do well so we can keep making films. Yeah. But at the same time, we want to, <laughs> you know, show people yeah. in a, the same way that you know, 
Grave of the Fireflies showed me that, yeah. you know, animation is for everyone. Actually, animation is not this genre that's this niche thing. It's actually just this medium and it can yeah. do incredible things if you let it. So, yeah. So I think the types of films we'll make hopefully will be more like this. I really hope so. Just not as sad. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, you never know. You, you never know. know. You know, it's funny you talk about showing your parents. And originally, when I was going to start this podcast... I was like, I have two ideas. I'll either interview people in the industry and get them to choose whatever they want, or I'll sit down with my grandfather who hates animation, <laughs> hates it. I'd and, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like pick the top, you know, top 100 and then let him decide which of the top 100 he wants to watch. And then we sit down and talk about it. And I got very close to getting him. So close. Um, but then we had some bad things happen in our family and he okay. got distracted and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was just like, God damn it, I nearly had you. And he still talks about, remember you were trying to make me watch cartoons? I was like, I know which one to show you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crave it a Take this sucker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Take this good punch. He probably wouldn't pay attention, to be fair. You'd Actually, to- my dad started doing that. He was like, where's that DVD? need to give it to your uncle oh, yeah. <laughs> he started like like you know handing it around to people as if the dish out punishment he's like that bastard you're gonna make him watch that film <laughs> it's kind of a thing where if you're recommending it you I almost feel obligated to prepare them yeah. for what they're about to watch yeah. you know yeah. and it's not just because it's animation but because this is gonna be a tough watch oh yeah and you're not gonna watch want to watch it again ever oh, yeah. Yeah. but you will watch yeah. it again I want to actually when I picked this film to talk about I was like oh shit I need to watch it again. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So I kind of split it up into smaller chunks <laughs> and then went for walks. <laughs> but uh, when my, I got my girlfriend to watch it and uh, again, I was like, I felt obligated. I was like, it's, yeah. it's a harrowing film. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. But it's tough. You know, and it, it will mm. like break you down. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, all right. Okay, good luck. And she watched Boop. it and she and you was jumped just, out the window. She, she said she spent hours just trying to Stop crying. Yeah. And then when I said I was doing this, she was like, oh, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, the Grave of the Fireflies, I think. And she was like, why would you want to talk about that horrible <laughs> film? You know? She's like, no, it's it's nice, but I mean, like, why? It's just, it's so sad. It's true, you know, right? you know. It is so true. And I'd be really curious to hear what people have to say about it then afterwards. Like, yeah. what their experiences with Grave of the Fireflies was originally. And again, if you've gotten this far and haven't watched it, Tough. Yeah, hard luck. You've been spoiled now. But the film in its first minutes spoils it. You know, yeah. so whatever. And it's not about actually the destination. It's yeah. actually about how you get mm. there and how all these things happen and yeah. how these people are, the kids are like lost and they fall through the cracks in oh, a shitty, yeah. shitty time. It is tough. And actually, that's another one of the points I, oh, think I wanted to talk about was um, like the themes of the film about, you know, like beauty cool. yep. and innocence being fragile yeah. and we need to protect it, but it's fleeting. And then this other kind of idea that, you know, uh, war kind of dehumanizes people mm. and society and you look at the film and all these events happen and basically it's 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 everyone just looking out for themselves yeah you know the kids trying to steal from the farmer, the farmer and the farmer yeah. and the farmer's not really a villain in that sense he's just like i i need to feed yeah. myself and my family you know and, yeah. and it's just like what war does to people kind of isolates them and separates us and, and you kind of go each to their own and this yeah. is tough and i think that's one of the greatest you know comments it makes about war is that it just mm. you know or shit and we do awful things but it's also like in, in this setting you know when there's like a food crisis and there's clearly children starving, starving. to death and on your doorstep and people yeah. are like I need to feed my kids so feck yeah. off and it's just that kind of aspect to it that was really powerful as well you don't see in too, too many yeah. other films um, you know that are based around war and its effect on people I think yeah. there was one 
other film, Barefoot Gen. Have you ever seen that? No. I've not seen it. But it, it was made in 1983. It's an anime, which basically is up there as harrowing as oh, Grave yeah. of the Fireflies, I think. But I, I, as far as I know, it doesn't deal directly. It's like this kid yeah. who's running around in his bare feet, basically. Sure, you sure. Know? Um, but when it comes to war and stories, I think Takahata is very staunch in the fact that he's like, this is not an anti-war movie. Mm-hmm. This is just a movie where war has happened. Yeah. And I'm not saying... Like he is very staunchly anti-war. He's not saying go fight the you know whatever, but it's like the theme of this film is not war or anti-war. It's about these two kids that lived at this time, and he did live in that time. Yeah, he he was alive. He survived uh, a bombing, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. The firebombing. Google on the way. <laughs> <laughs> you did better than me. Yeah. I was listening to September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sadly true. My friends ended up the author of the book. Like it is a true story in a sense, but he was, I think, older and his sister was too. That, that's the real story. And whew, this is tough. To, when I was reading that interview, he's like, the author was like, yeah, the real story was it was two and it was very similar Kind of because it's the perfect time. They changed the age to be the perfect time for, let's say, the boy's transition into adolescence. Yeah, yeah. a better sense of who he is, yeah. and and you know that kind of becoming a protector or becoming this kind of person, yeah. and how he suddenly had to live ten years in one month, like you did making that feature <laughs> or that short film. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and when the author was writing about it, he was saying that he almost he felt so bad about the decisions and everything that he had to go through that essentially killed his baby sister, you know? And that's why he wrote the book. It was an apology to her. But he talks as well. He was like, part of me was relieved at the time that I didn't have the burden of her anymore. And which, again, kind of speaks into that ideology of fend for yourself when it comes to war, even when it's down to that very basic survivability level. Now I can feed myself. Yeah. That type of... Yeah. It's incredible. And it's it crazy, reduces it? you to that yeah. self-serving, self-revolving, instinctual, mm. you know, animal. Yeah. You're just like... The rat in the trap. Yeah. Screw yeah. everything else. I'll care for myself. Which is a really, really good point. I and actually like that you brought that. And it's it's crazy that, um, I guess, Takahata sees this as not uh, an anti-war film. Mm. And it's probably one of the best you know, anti-war <laughs> films, yeah. in my opinion, of all time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it does like excel at just being a snapshot of this period and what these people have gone through yeah and speaks to the idea that there was just lots of people like this thing yeah. going through this thing and we're just seeing this one event i'd be really curious to hear like obviously waltz and pachir and persepolis yeah. and all these films and i think Bar did an interesting um animation documentary about refugees coming across on boats and mm-hmm. stuff like that and that's where animation is really incredible at telling stories because it can not only break into the ideology and just a snapshot of it, but it also can build into the reality of the situation through metaphor on mm-hmm. screen. So, like you were saying, it the style really informs the story. Yeah. And it's something yeah. that I'd be really curious to see in the future, because we're kind of lucky in Ireland that we don't really go through war or anything like yeah. that. Not like those poor people in Syria or anything. Mm-hmm. But the stories that will emerge through that and how they're creatively told I think will be very powerful very mm-hmm. soon um, and that's like again why I think Firefly works so well is because 
the creative styling is not realism, mm. but it is as well. Yeah, it's it's like instead of trying to capture reality, they're trying to capture this believability, like yeah. like a not, not like a caricature, but like a it's it's like it's meant to represent an emotion, like um, yeah. you know, it's it's again, it's like it's not that drawing looks really realistic, and mm. therefore it's I feel sad. It's it's these drawings make me feel, you know, together in yeah. motion with this music. It just kind of all marries together yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it captures that feeling. With that emotion. Which again, I think is what Takahata is so good at. He observes <laughs> yeah. these moments mm. and, uh, you, of human nature and yeah. he knows how to put these together in, 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 in time and, yeah. and play on these things. And in the best way possible yeah, yeah. by mixing the emotion. Like in only yesterday when she speaks to the boy for the very first time. And then runs away up into the air, into because that's how light and airy she feels, yeah. you know. And and that's beautiful. It's so nice. It's and poetic. It it's is yeah, poetic, yeah. yeah. But it also is just like what you're seeing, and and to be able to kind of push that poetic emotion on someone, because I think he studied French literature in in college or something. He didn't study animation, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So he came at it from a very different angle. He came at it from you know studying all these great stories and that idea of absurd realities um, build into these snapshots of beautiful stories because that's all I ever, I ever feel that he told except for Pom Poco which is a bit mad yeah it's crazy um, yeah but it's always just like a little snapshot of, of a life you yeah. know and, yeah. and he always 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 brought something else like he always challenged the convention in some way in each feature that he did mm. he didn't do a lot but when he did, they were really beautiful. Yeah, no, definitely crazy guy though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apart from that, uh, yeah, it's it's very hard not to talk about. I know, yeah, yeah. It, it's that whole thing. It's like, how do, can you separate the artist from the work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's horrible to sit here and just bash someone, you know, and that's not the intention. Yeah, no, he's an incredible yeah. creative genius. Well, I'd everyone say has their flaws. But then it's like, how do you, you know, you know how do you separate that? <laughs> <laughs> Which but, is uh, very tough. But, you know, I mean, I hold them in extremely high regard. And yeah. so on. Definitely for ideas and, and oh, yeah. how we approach the medium. And especially if a film like Grave of the Fireflies can shatter the illusion that animation is for kids. Yeah. And people who stoically hold on to that without even realizing it, yeah. then that's probably the greatest service you could do to the yeah. industry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Big really. Yeah. Just open it up. Suited the medium perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know, they used animation exceptionally well. Yeah. And it wasn't in service to make it look cool it was yeah. really in service of the story and what they were trying to say yeah. um, which is obviously the best way to use animation yeah, yeah. Oh, incredible really incredible what else have you got written there so yeah I had it he was it was a sad film he's a bastard and <laughs> oh yeah yeah dad loved it, it. <laughs> 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 all written down there. there's some great um, you know this, the spirituality to the you know the, the fireflies themselves mm. the whole metaphor and stuff it's beautifully done it's very simple but it's yeah. you know they, they like some of the only kind of happiness or joy they have in the film is from, from these fireflies yeah. that they use to light up their dank little cave. Yeah. You know, and uh, and the next day they're all dead. Yeah. They're yes, all dead. And then you have to get away. used to this idea that it's like, yeah, this beauty is so fleeting and yeah. you have to protect it and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, also pays really, really beautiful. Like it's smart because it, the fireflies look very similar to, to the bombs. Fire bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I think. People have pointed out that on the original release poster, have you they, seen that? They artificially, they, they play with the levels or something and they yeah. could see that the actual fireflies, there was a, yeah, yeah. A bomb, a bomber, yeah. a B-52, yeah. I think it is, bomber above them. And you're just like, 
exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. He's laid it all out there so long ago. Just like, and that that again is, again, I know, <laughs> Takana doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless the marketing guys did yeah. that one, you know. They were like, paint over the bombers. Yeah, <laughs> rub that out of me. He was like, someone will find this one day. <laughs> <laughs> After I'm gone, yeah, yeah. someone will hopefully find this. It's just, but it's a, it's a simple, beautiful mechanism to tell yeah. again the point of the story and push Straight the away. themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And that bit at the end where, you know, the fireflies come back. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Because fireflies aren't something we have here in Ireland no, at all. No. Um, so, like, it's for us, it's wonderful to see and they're lovely and beautiful and everything. And now I think every interaction with fireflies, oh, oh, yeah, little girl's dead. Oh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> Feed her the watermelon yeah, there. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> God, it's tough to talk about. I'm this sorry, thing. I've depressed you now. No, no, not at all. Look, I always knew this was going to be a tough. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, some of your 2D work. <laughs> your confusion. No, I, I'm really glad that someone did bring Grave of the Fireflies up, um, or at least. Because I remember you were like, oh, I enjoy the Grave of the Fireflies. So I was like, well, I know what I want to talk about yeah. here. So maybe try that instead yeah, of. It's, it's a, it is a tough film to talk about as well, I guess. Uh, and that's not a reason not to talk about yeah. it. You know, the Iron Giant's fantastic. There's a lot of great animated mm-hmm. films that have inspired me. That I'd love to talk about, but this one it's probably not a film that people really like to talk about. And it's a really maybe, good point. Maybe actually. they should. Yeah. I think I think people who've seen it, you're right, don't talk about it. But when it's kind of like if you all go through the same experience, and when you mention it, it's yeah. just like, do you remember that time? Oh God, yeah. Well, I don't know anyone who's seen it and said, yeah, you know, yeah, no, everyone's like, yeah, holy shit. Jesus wow. Christ. I'll never forget yeah. watching that film. Well, I'll wait and see what my granddad's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like of all the people that work in Giant, if you asked all of those people what their favorite animated mm-hmm. films were, they'd say the usual, like, oh, yeah. the Iron Giant, incredible. You know. mm-hmm. um, no, I don't think anyone would really say Grave of the Fireflies. But then if you mention it, yeah. if, if I was to say, well, one of my favorites, they'd go, oh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> 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 Three emotions. Of- <laughs> uh, so it's like, it's one of those films that doesn't really get the attention it maybe needs or um, definitely people not don't speak uh, about it enough yeah it's for such a powerful yeah. poignant film so uh, that's why I was really happy to talk about it it's kind of pushed away into the sad zone you know and that's unfortunate yeah. isn't it it's yeah. like and sad's a horrible word to use yeah, it's like yeah. it's a sad film yeah. it's like the penis that's a sad film yeah. it's like, but it's it's a powerful emotional mm. like journey that has a lot to say and yeah. teach us so yeah it's, it's very sad people say yeah oh it's a great film very sad very sad yeah. but it's actually I think a masterpiece in just storytelling you know yeah. in writing and animation and, and everything it's yeah. it's this beautiful um, you know uh, amalgamation, amalgamation yeah. of all these elements you know of directing of writing of acting everything music well the music is yeah. incredible mm. and it's so simple but yeah. it all comes together to serve this idea um, so I think people should talk about it more. Yeah, so there that's the real take. And have a good this. cry. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's cathartic as well. You know, yeah. like it really it really speaks to and that's why I love something like Inside Out, because yeah. it not just deals with emotions, but it deals with the idea that it's okay to be sad. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact It's an important film. Yeah. yeah. It it's it's very, very, very important to cry sometimes. And I really love I know we're not talking about Inside Out, but I want to <laughs> for a second. Yeah. The bit at the end where she's hugging them and they both press the button because you feel like happiness and sadness are very similar emotions Mm -hmm. and they really cross over in a lot of areas. But you need to cry to to feel completed in something and you really need to to actually process something Mm -hmm. 
like happiness is like a bam it's just like oh this is great i feel great but you're not actually processing anything at the time when you're sad and you're crying you're actually starting to think about everything and you're questioning everything Mm -hmm. so it's a really good place to be it's hard Mm -hmm. that's why not everyone likes being sad you know but it's a great thing once you're out the other side and you're like you know wiping the tears away you're like Ah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I think. Grave of the Fireflies is that as well. It, it yeah. kind of like it like pairs you down, mm. yeah, to like your core or something. <laughs> and it just kind of wipes away the bullshit. And yes. You just like, yeah, just watch this. Yeah, and it's just like someone quietly taking your hand and saying, "Come on over here. Yeah, have a think for ninety minutes. Sit down there. Yeah, yeah. Forget about all that crap. Look at this. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit. Yeah, God, everything's in perspective again. Uh, 20 minutes later, yeah. the bullshit starts to come <laughs> yeah, back. You're just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I have to pay the bills now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Whereas at, the, at that point, it's just like, I need to do something with my life. You know, I need that's to what make I something. Like. That's, I was at that point when I was like, do I want to do animation? It's really yeah. fucking tough. Like, I've worked late every night this week just to yeah. get my assignments in. It's like, it's going to be it's gonna be a career. Is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? It's like, where am I going to get a job? And like, all these different yeah. things. And I watched this film and was like, wow. It's like, I just... Yeah. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to tell stories, not necessarily like mm. this, but stories that reach people at this level, yes, that you yeah. unflinchingly poignant kind of portrait of the human condition and or you know how we yeah. are affected. And that's what I wanted to do, and that's what that film kind of... How do you feel about getting there? Are you there yet? No. no. <laughs> I'll be there in about 120 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep an eye out but for you. But at least to put me on a path where I have some sort of semi-confidence and you know, what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's starting to fall away slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me again in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, fuck it, grab the yeah, fireflies. Why, <laughs> why did I do this to Shut myself? Shut an account. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's good as well to challenge yourself artistically yeah. um, or at least just challenge the comfort that you kind of go through oh, yeah. in, in life because a lot of people don't escape that. Oh, yeah. And, and when you are faced with something that really, like you said, pairs you down, rocks you to your core yeah. and makes you question all the decisions and 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 like you reaffirms the correct yeah. path that you're going on. That is definitely a powerful piece of work that everyone should really be aware of yeah. and and sitting down and 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 showing. I'm trying. I actually can't think of another film that has yeah. ever shook me as, as definitely. Much as this. There's um. I think that's what great film does. though, right. It yeah. kind of speaks to a truth inside yeah. you, or yeah, you know, great. something yeah. we can all relate to, or something deep down. It's like an itch that can't get scratched by reading yeah. a book, or you know, it just kind of it gets you. And it, yeah. I think this is one of those films that just gets you. And yeah. there's there's probably so few films I've seen mm. and that do the same thing. You know, yeah. films that come close, but they're in a different, you know, realm or different emotions. But uh, it's a real amazing thing that it was made. First of all, yeah, the fact that people sat down and were like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. you know, and and. Like if you were to pitch that now, oh my god, no, yeah, or imagine showing the first reel, oh my to like, god, to investors or something. Yeah. You're like, no, we're what not doing this. have you done? <laughs> yeah, with my money, what yeah. have you done? <laughs> I'm a sobbing mess. Yeah, but uh, you kind of dies. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking poor. <laughs> We can't show this. Yeah, exactly. We can't show kids' okay. death. Make them live in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, reverse it all. Yeah, it's yeah. like a dream or something. That was the day I didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> These poor people. But that's that's the problem because you with someone else's money that wants yeah. to make money, yeah. and and that's if you had you know a lot of if someone believes in your idea and, and pushes it forward, mm-hmm. then it's a great thing. And that's why maybe at the start of a studio, like 
obviously he'd proven himself with other films and TV shows yeah, and, yeah. and Miyazaki had as well. So to get like a good producer with them who was able to finance it and then put it out there and yeah. believe in it, that's a rare thing. Oh yeah, and I think, you know, as a geographically being in the East, yeah. with anime being culturally yeah. more popular and, mm, mm. you know, it was probably all the right ingredients for that film to happen. Whereas if, you know, even if at the same era that tried to happen over here in the yeah. West, you know, people would be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, this isn't Looney Tunes or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, so they're, it's, true, it's yeah. almost, they're lucky in a sense that yeah. they're in a culture as well that I think looks at uh, anime. But it, as well, actually, another point um, on that, there are f- some films that are quite difficult and hard to watch, like Watership Down or yeah. or Animal Farm or something like I that. I don't know how those films got made. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's great that they exist, yes. but... Um, that they were that's a risk someone yeah. believed in those people and said you know what this is important yeah. we should make this yeah. probably because they're adapted from very popular books yeah, yeah. that helps, that <laughs> yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but also just the fact that like Jesus Christ these things or mm. even some of the Bluthian stuff like mm. you know The Secret of Nim and yeah. they get very dark quite quickly yeah. not like Grave of the Fireflies no 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 but it's it's nice to see people experimenting yeah. with stories that yeah. people can tell. You know? And I mean, and, and they can still be for children, but yeah. teaching children about the world they're mm-hmm. going to enter and about yeah. adult life. It's like, fa- like we're, we're going on a rabbit hole now. Yeah, but yeah. You know, like fairy tales. One of the, yeah, yeah. I think something I read about fairy tales was that they, the idea was to kind of equip children at an mm. early age with, with this kind of resilience. You know, okay, yeah. Crazy shit happens in fairy tales. You know, well, people yeah. die and freaky stuff. And it was to kind of, you know, get kids starting to think about mortality and, you know, yeah. get them ready for, you know, the world's not a rosy place and yeah. you know, have to be careful and you know, start to equip them with some of those life skills. I think that's really interesting, yeah, yeah. you know. And people, you know, you see like a fairy tale film and you, yeah. anyone would say, oh, it's, so it's rosy and happy and has a beautiful ending. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. actually, if you look at the original, yeah. you know, it's like, Crazy shit happens, yeah. and none of it, not all of it lands nicely, no, you know. Little and mermaid disintegrates into foam, <laughs> you know. She does like, not marry the prince. Exactly, yeah. you know. And there's, it's, I think, and again, we're going down a rabbit yeah. hole, but it's there's something nice there as well that some films can also serve to teach children about the world we live in yeah. and history, you know, yeah. what's happened in the past, and how do we learn from that and avoid it in the future. And I think that any film that can, or any piece of art that can open that and really push that into educating kids to develop to the world yeah. is definitely doing a, a very good job and that's why something like Coco was really yeah. nice because yeah. it dealt very yep. on the face of it with death you know yeah. um, which is amazing um, and and I again when I saw it I was like this is exactly the kind of stories that yeah. That was a film when I saw. I was like, "Okay, I'm on the right path." Yeah. You know, or even the Iron Giant. You know? Yeah, the Iron Giant, yeah, of course. Again, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, I even did be whoever you want to be, and they yeah. do it. Uh, death, death the deer. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, what's this? Oh, you know, people die, and yeah. you know, guns kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and then if you're a gun, you know what? You know, you know, you be whoever you want to be. You yeah. don't have to listen to people. Yeah, exactly. But these are important things. I think mm. you know, it's great to see in in. Uh, uh, family entertainment or, you know. yeah rather than just like you know yeah, you here's an obstacle get yeah, around it yeah. and everyone dances or be you know the whole you know, be be pretty and marry a, a nice yeah. rich guy and yeah. <laughs> you'll live happily ever, yeah, happily happily ever after, after yeah. Yeah. and then the next story you're done the kids are next yeah. you know? <laughs> go for Lion King too. it's about the kids now yeah. you know because yeah. they're happy they had their 
their trauma. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's r- there's room there. I yeah. think for for a middle ground. And I think that's again um, something we would want to do with our feature films yeah. when they when they start up soon um, is to find that balance. You c- you can make something accessible and uh, entertaining, yeah. but still give it an emotional core or a, yeah. or, a, or a moral you know or a message that's yes. very relevant or important. And I think there's there is a balance there. Yeah. You, know, you, you could go the opposite way. You could be too much of a, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you think about it. Yeah, you know, and then it's it like not boring, but it's very yeah. inaccessible. And again, you don't always have to make films with messages. Sometimes it is just fun yeah. to just have fun yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing it's wrong with that. Nothing wrong with, you know, yeah. watching a, a, the Expendable 7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Whoa. Um, anyways, <laughs> yes, Grave of Fireflies. We went from yeah. <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies to the Expendables. Expendable 7. Yeah, what a great transition. They took us an hour. <laughs> Anyways, look, I, I think we'll leave it there because we're starting to go down rabbit holes. Sure, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure we can talk about it another time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but thank you so much, Sean. It's um, great to be here. I really, really appreciate your time. And guys, you know, watch it again. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, bring the tissues. Bring the tissues. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. <laughs> thank you.